Welcome to Tournament in a Tea Break with me, Ros Satar. And Ricky Diamond. And, uh, well, what a, what a day. So we're on day three. It seems like we've been here forever, but it is, <laughs> it is just day three. And um, we've just probably witnessed, I, w- I would say, one of the, yeah, the match of the tournament. In fact, For sure, yeah. The, probably the match you know, of the tournament for several years. I don't think we've had an epic quite like that for a yeah, while. Definitely since I've started coming, which was 2014. Granted, yeah. it's not saying a whole lot because the matches have been pretty unspectacular the last six years. But yeah, this is that was definitely the best one since I started coming in 2014. So yeah. six years. But before we get on to that match, let's uh, let's start at the beginning of the day. Roger Federer had a must-win match against uh, Matteo Berrettini, little matty tiny hat. And um, to be fair, Berrettini stayed toe-to-toe with him for most of that, well, for pretty much all of that first set. I mean, there was w- maybe one break chance for Federer that he couldn't take. Yeah. And then in the tie break, he hasn't had the best of uh, results in, in tie breaks, I, I want to say. But he... Um, he won that pretty comfortably and I think there was maybe a little bit of a hangover for Berrettini at the start of the second just that early break and that yeah was I mean I think he needed. I think he knew that he had to win the first set breaker obviously that that was more important for Berrettini than it was for Fed obviously yeah. if yeah. Fed goes down a set he has a pretty decent chance of coming back but if if Berrettini gets in a hole, it's probably not and I, and I probably think, not gonna come out of it. I know, and I think I, th- I think the minute he went, he surrendered that break. I think right, it, yeah. yeah, you you were just on the back foot. So Fed's a Fed's a pretty decent front runner <laughs> when he, he gets is, ahead. He is, but yeah, um, Berrettini played a lot better than he did against Djokovic. I for thought. sure, for which sure. which is not surprising since he you know first match and on that kind of stage is tough to play well. But yeah. once you have a match under your belt, you can settle down a little bit. Now, what impressed me was impress, you know, he was sort of saying the first thing I did was go to my locker and say, I, I need to be able to come back and beat these guys with respect. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just like the anti-Fabio, really, isn't <laughs> yeah. he? He's, yeah, he's, he's such a, a nice guy. Yeah, nice guy, hard worker, it seems like. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, you know, t- to me, I, I look, well, we'll come on to team in a minute, but I look at team and his first time out and you know, even maybe his second and third time out, you know, I wouldn't say timid, but just didn't really have the measure. Maybe a little bit too much respect for the other other player. I think if Berrettini finds himself back here again next year, we'll see a very different. Um, we'll see a very yeah. different Matty. Yeah, for Matt. sure. I mean, it's taken team. Four this years. is his fourth appearance to get even a sniff at the semifinals. So yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, it takes. This is a tough stage. It takes, and obviously tough opponents. So so let's let's move on to. Um, Oh, the match, oh, you know, what a match! Um, Novak Djokovic and Dominic Thiem. We said that it was going to be a difficult one to call, uh, and even in the third set, it looked like you know. I, I honestly thought when he when um, when he got pegged back, mm-hmm. I thought that was it. I couldn't see well, when he broke back for three yeah. three. Yeah, yeah, I thought that's it. I can't see that that that'll be the final bastion. And then in the in the tiebreakers in the tiebreak as well, I thought yeah yeah right. Especially because Djokovic had all the momentum going into the tiebreaker yeah. since he had just broken back again at five six. Exactly. So, so um, I mean, what a turnaround! Like, to be fair, Djokovic was very full of praise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, n- there wasn't one thing that he said that I thought, "Oh, that's a bit shady." Um, but he was not happy. No, no, he wasn't. I mean, he didn't. Everything he said was extremely high praise of team as as it should have been. 
but like I feel that there was a little bit of you know Djokovic was suggesting the team was just like ball bashing like he was he was going for broke like there was a little bit of that element in there not not like to the extent that it was shade but it was someone asked him like if Djokovic thought that team would be able to sustain that level and he didn't say no but he also wasn't like yeah definitely he just basically implied that it's hard to sustain that level when you're going for broke on every shot yeah which which is true but do you remember that was it the u.s open when he hit that shot around the post with his eyes closed against federer Djokovic, you're talking about yeah 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 and i'm like mate you you've done that but right when he was down two match points and and then he hit those returns yeah that was my first thought when Djokovic was like (laughs) when i heard him say that in press conference i was like this is the same thing as the u.s open like the guy going for broke although team was never team was never trailing in this match at no. least not by a lot no 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 he was two points from defeat when he was serving at four five yeah 30 all i think but he was never down match point i think um i mean i said it to you on the way out to the bus i i'm gonna call it and say that this tournament is teams for the taking after that performance um and like you said is he going to be able to sustain that now for the rest of the tournament because the pressure's off he doesn't have to he doesn't have to do too much to beat Berrettini I would have thought right and it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter if he so, does or not yeah so you, he could conceivably rest up a little bit and take it easy and let Berrettini get a win but the danger of that is does it take away all this momentum that you have yeah yeah you he you know and that was my biggest worry i mean it was interesting to hear him say you know it's been a goal of mine to get to the semi-finals but the job's not done right and my, my biggest worry was he was gonna just because of his reaction and the reaction of the people that were applauding him when he came into press it's like he hasn't won the thing right. already he's just won a second round robin come on now yeah yeah he collapsed on his back after match point which okay. is understandable given the circumstances but Still. And the, but the and then when he walked into press the the applause was like, kind of weird. Yeah, it was like but, what? Right, yeah. But anyway. But so. yeah, you make a good point about like whether he can go further than the semis because, like you said, he's was this he said point? he's said like so many times like how important it was for him to reach the semis. Like that was completely his goal. Like he's never talked about winning the tournament. No. And so now it's important for him to like totally reset and be yeah. like, now my goals are totally different. And it'll be interesting to see if he can do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's turn our attention to tomorrow where it's losers and winners. So first up, loser, we've got <laughs> um, uh, Nadal and Medvedev. So US Open rematch. Um, Medvedev wasn't bad in his opener, but not as bad as Berrettini by any stretch of the imagination. Right. I don't mean no disrespect to Matteo, but he he was a very nervy, jumpy little cat. Yeah. Whereas Medvedev played good tennis. Tsitsipas just played better. Um, now, the only thing that that comes to my mind is Nadal still, I think, is probably a good two or three matches. He's probably a good round robin set away from being at full speed, in my view. Oh, I agree. It's hard to see him going from what he was against Zverev to going to the true Nadal and just yeah. in just one match. <laughs> and let's bear in mind that Medvedev came back from two sets down um, and actually, in effect, only lost that final set by a single break. You know, it was a 6-4 scoreline. So I think this is going to be a three-setter, which I think Nadal could well do without right now. Yeah, it could work. I mean, it could work both ways. I mean, I mean it's a close one to call. Oh, oh definitely. I was... 
I was writing my match preview and I was extremely conflicted on who I was going to pick. Just they were they were both so good during the summer yeah. and then like just suddenly the, all the momentum was gone. A little bit beyond their control, but because Medvedev did have to take a break. I mean, you yeah. can't keep playing final after final, so he took a bit of a break, lost his momentum. Nadal lost his momentum for reasons beyond his control, and now it's now yeah. it's just a question of who can get it back and just the flip of a switch. So I'm still gonna edge Nadal in three. Yeah, I'm taking Nadal in three too. I just feel like he's more he's the more reliable to get it back. Yeah, just because he's so tough mentally, and I think he wants it so bad because he's. Still has a good chance for number one yeah, now that yeah, Djokovic yeah. lost today. So yeah, I think, yeah. I think he's the more likely of the two to switch it back on. But yeah. it's it's tough to call, like you said. And of course, the evening matches Tsitsipas and Zverev, and it's another difficult one to call. Definitely, um, I think that Tsitsipas has got a, a bit of momentum of his own now. Um, he'll have also seen how Zverev came back against all the odds to to win the title. Um, I think he feels that he needs a statement title. He hasn't really had one of those this year. Um, but Zverev is mightily impressive. And maybe there's also a little bit of needle there as well. I think you know, they, made, they, they made friends for Labour Cup, but I do think that Zverev is like enough with your Instagramming and YouTubing already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, they, they don't dislike each other as much as Tsitsipas and Medvedev, but it's, but it's pretty close. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm giving a slight edge to Sitsi. Just he's three and one in the head to head, and he's won three in a row, so that's a factor. Yeah, and I just thought he played he played even better against Medvedev than wait Sitsi Pass played even better against Medvedev than Zverev did against Nadal. I thought really, I thought so. Interesting. I actually thought that Zverev played blinder. I thought Zvera played pretty well, but I just don't think Nadal brought that much to the table. Yeah, Whereas I feel like Med- I thought Medvedev yeah, made Fitter, made Sitsi work harder, and Sitsi really took it to him. I'm still going to veer on the side of Zverev, but probably I think he's going to have to work for it in three. Yeah, I think yeah, we can definitely agree on three. I'm, okay. g- I'm, g- I'm going with Sitsi in three. All right, so um, I'm going to go back and listen to these and like compare and have a nice little graphic <laughs> of how we've done so far. It hasn't been um, it hasn't been pretty for me. I know that. We, At we, least I got Federer over Berrettini in two, but everybody did. We need we need to have like a we'll, we'll have to have like a holiday in mug, as, as, <laughs> right, as, as, as the prize. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, let's. I wonder. What, um, it could will be another late one tomorrow. But anyway, we will be back tomorrow. But in the meantime, you have been listening to, of course, Ross Satoff from Britwatch Sports and Ricky Diamond with TennisBalls.com. Thank you for listening. Bye bye.